0: The failure to act with sufficient ambition to avert the climate catastrophe will be the greatest moral failure of our time.
1: Making changes takes courage. And if we don't change things, we won't
0: have a future. I'm an environmentalist. A lot of people don't understand that. I think I know more about the environment than most people. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Change is coming, whether you like it or not
1: zero carbon east tall Hello and welcome to Zero Carbonista Series 2, The Manifesto. I'm Ian Collins. This is Episode 8 on our determined journey to leave no stone unturned on the environmental agenda. If it's green, it's on. We often make the point that politicians should be made to sit down and listen to this on a weekly basis because these are the issues that are the most important on the planet right now. Climate change. Our Westminster masters often appear to miss this very point. The person, of course, at the centre of the entire series is Dale Vince, the entrepreneur and environmentalist. This is a man who doesn't do things by halves. He built his first windmill in the mid-90s and is the owner of Ecotricity, the world's first green energy company. He's also the chairman of Forest Green Rovers. We'll move on, Dale, to football in just a bit. Um, How are you, by the way?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you.
1: Good. A positive morning. And what better way to start than this? (music) Now, the reason we play that, uh, for those of a certain age, uh, that's the theme to *Rumpole of the Bailey, which I never watched as my mum liked it, Dale. It was some kind of (laughs) dreadfully dark courtroom thing. Apparently, it was quite dark humour, apparently.
0: I, was like, I have no idea. I think I may have watched it once as a kid and I wouldn't know that theme tune if you hit me around the head with it. I
1: don't think I would have done. I'd have failed on that kind of part of university challenge when they play the themes. The only part we can all join in with at home, of course. Um, however, the reason we play that, of course, is because you seem to wear more hats by the week. And now I've got this image in my head of you with a kind of judge's wig on because um, oh. there's, there's legal malarkey going on in the world of Dale Vince.
0: Yeah, more legal malarkey. uh, In in fact, (laughs) it doesn't stop, does it? Yeah, I should have said more legal malarkey. Yeah, yeah, more legal malarkey. We've obviously had the government on the ropes, actually, over planning policy. Uh, The latest move there from them is to try and adjourn the hearing that we have booked for early November. Uh, this is the one where we're challenging uh, national planning policy for energy on the basis that it's out of date. It favours fossil fuels over renewable energy. Yep. And uh, for months and months, the government have been saying, look, you know, we, we haven't decided whether we need to review. We're going to have a review about the review and blah, 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 and confusing stuff. Now they're saying to the court, well, we've decided that we will have a review probably soon, and therefore we need an adjournment until the spring, uh, and uh, all kinds of nonsense. So we've pushed back and said, no, let's not have the adjournment. Let's have the case. We'll see what happens. But this one... The one you're mentioning is about moonshot, the uh, incredible concept that the government kind of launched and then resiled from a few weeks ago. They're going to spend. Like, 100... uh,
1: by the way, can I just say I like the emphasis on the con bit of concept. Yes,
0: and conservative, of course. <laughs> True. Uh, anyway, it's a hundred billion pounds they plan to spend on this mad scheme to do something um, like test ten million people a day or something like that. I don't know what it is. But the fundamental problem is uh, that they're sidestepping all of the rules around proper procurement, transparency, competitiveness, all the things that make sure we get value for money. And what we don't see is is cronyism that, you know, the funding of friends and relatives of the Conservative Party, which we've seen an awful lot of in this pandemic. Uh, so we've gone to the High Court to say, do you know what? This uh, this can't be allowed to happen. It's such an incredible sum of money as well. It's you know it's way and above the stuff that we've seen already. The badly spent money that hasn't been put out to tender, mm. but it's been given to all sorts of Tory donors. Even in our case, a Tory councillor locally got a huge PPE contract for his almost bankrupt company that had never been in PPE. Yeah, you,
1: I was just trying to let that settle for a yeah. so second. These, these these are kind of unfathomable uh, times we are living in. I, one company I noticed that doesn't even file full accounts was given three hundred and
0: eighty-seven million pounds. Yeah, I saw that. They've got some kind of testing machine that, that they're built one <laughs> one of. I think <laughs> the, the it sounds like something from Roadrunner, doesn't
1: it? The Acme testing machine. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. Well, we think it works. Uh, <laughs>
0: So, give us 400 million quid and we'll, we'll fire build it up, you up.
1: Yes, I can. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of unfathomable. I guess, in the government's defense, which is a phrase I know we don't like to use on this podcast, but maybe they would say, Dale, look, we're living in really tricky times. Urgency is a matter. Normal procedures slightly go out the window a bit. Everything's above board. You know, we're not going to do something that would put anybody's life at risk, etc. cetera. So uh, not a good look, but with the right intention would be their response.
0: Yeah, they absolutely have tried to run that defense that, you know, this is a time of urgency and they need to move quickly and stuff. And the counterpoint that, uh, Our legal team have made is that it's been widely known since June or July that the second wave would come and that we needed an effective testing and tracing program to deal with that. And so to say there's an urgency in late September to to splurge 100 billion on some some harebrained scheme Mm. doesn't make any sense, you know. The the government's scientific and medical advisors have been very clear on what was coming and what needed to be done. And, and, you know, the government haven't responded to any of that. So the the urgency argument's just not going to cut any ice. Yeah. Here's a
1: question from Jim in LA. Uh, this is an international gig we've got going on here, Dale. There's no Ain't doubt it? about that. Yeah. It's not just Swampy up a tree uh, listening to this. This is yeah, He preferred are, tunnels. Swampy which, was a tunnels man. <laughs> he was a tunnels man. Yes, I've elevated him. Uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim in LA says, um, I love the question. He he emailed this to uh, zerocarbonista.com and said, what effect on the health of the planet will there be if Donald Trump wins a second term or refuses even to leave? Uh, I fear the administration is on the verge of
0: doing irreparable damage to the planet yeah i mean i feel quite excited actually at the prospect we're what two weeks out from the u.s election and all kinds yeah. of drama he may win he may lose he may refuse to quit the white house all of this stuff i mean it's going to be the best thing on tv like ever probably this year
1: i honestly can't wait
0: i oh, genuinely no, forward it. yeah yeah
1: i might come around to yours if that's all right with some uh some vegan wine and we can just while the night away watching it unfold
0: but i mean seriously he's done a lot of damage already i think to america and and to the world you know he's weakened nato he's weakened climate accords he's weakened all sorts of treaties and relationships and and the idea that he may refuse to leave is is just bonkers but so these days completely you know to, to be expected um there's more drama to come in America for sure because either he wins, which would just be incredible and show you just how sick America is as a country, or he loses and refuses to go, and then you have yeah. all kinds of hoo ha. Um, my own view is he's going to lose, and within six to twelve months he'd be behind bars because of uh, that's any one of a number of legal cases that are they're kind of queuing up to take him down. But because yeah. while he's president, he's got immunity, and, and uh, right. you know I think that's why this is such a dog fight for him because I think he does know his liberties on the line here. I
1: think it's amazing when you, you know, when you see those images of all the former presidents gathering together for some kind of function or ceremony or something. I just don't see him joining in with that. Um, <laughs> You know, you've got this incredible relationship between George Bush and Bill Clinton, where they sort of travel the world with their own foundation together. And, you know, you look at, you begin to look at George Bush now and you think, wow, this guy was all right, frankly, compared to what we've now got. <laughs> and, you know, these people that at the time were kind of fairly grotesque figures now look completely normal. Now I just don't see Trump kind of being part of that camaraderie. You know, yeah. I saw that there was a an image the other day that had uh, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Obama. Um, and Trump just wouldn't sit into that set, I don't think.
0: I, I don't think he'd want to play ball. No, I can imagine him as you're talking in a picture of, of those guys at some event, and he's in an orange jumpsuit, and he's on day release. I can imagine that.
1: Yeah, on his tag. Yeah, I had him
0: his... called the mango Mussolini the other day, by the way, <laughs> which I thought was really funny.
1: Oh, <laughs> I am so having that. <laughs> the mango <laughs> I so wish I'd said that. Uh, Let's move on to this man. The
0: only conditions modern humans have ever known are changing and changing fast. If ever we needed a strong signal from world leaders that we are going to solve this, it is now.
1: David Attenborough, COVID-19 is a threat to the environment as it diverts attention from climate change. Uh, says David Attenborough. What are you making of this, Dale?
0: I think it's fair to 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 raise that as a possibility. I think at the same time for me, the virus has kind of raised our awareness of our own fragility. You know, the uh, the, the lack of uh, complete control that we might think that we have over the environment, over the planet and over our lives. You know, I think the virus has disrupted that and it's been a bit of a wake-up call. So I'm, I'm personally of a different view, the the view that this is good for us. And, uh, and that we'll learn something from this. And, and it will give us a renewed uh, ability to look at the climate crisis for what it is, you know, the, the biggest threat that we've ever faced and far more serious than the virus crisis and, and be far more enduring and disruptive completely.
1: Do you think it has allowed politicians to take their eye off the ball? I mean, maybe perhaps from their perspective with some relief?
0: Well, I don't think uh, our current government have ever had their eye on the ball. I'm not sure they're even on the pitch, actually. Um, You know, they're they're just completely out of touch. I mean, certainly when it comes to climate change and the need to green things up, we just get the odd uh, few warm words uh, about low carbon forms of energy and stuff like that, you know, said as if it's some kind of cheer rousing kind of, uh, I don't know, glib, string of words i heard boris use it in the house of commons this week and you know that's that's what we get that's it that's all we get and yeah. and i get that they're preoccupied with the pandemic but i don't think it was ever going to be different uh before the pandemic of course it was brexit so uh, if we weren't fighting the virus we'd be fighting the europeans um i don't think this bunch were ever going to be fighting the climate crisis uh yeah. quite frankly i'm just waiting for the next election i think uh we, we just have to endure what we have until then
1: Uh, This in from Sasha on Facebook says, Dale, what do you think about toxic and heavy metals used in solar panels and batteries? There's been a lot of controversy over this, of course, because making a solar panel is, is, is there's not a one size fits all method behind this, I understand.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It is part of the process. I'm pretty agnostic about it. I have to say it comes up every now and then. I mean, usually it's, it's. Uh, I, I'm not saying it is from Sasha's point of view, but usually it's from people that uh, are anti-renewable energy or pro-fossil fuels or anti-climate crisis, that kind of stuff. It's usually one of those yes, but kind of arguments. Yes, but there's also a downside in renewable energy. You know, lithium has to be mined. Solar panels of a of a fairly industrial production process. Yeah, I get all of that. But once they're made, you've got 20, 25 years of, of absolutely clean energy from solar panels. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, lithium-ion batteries are recyclable you know, many, many times over. And whichever way you look at it, these technologies are far cleaner and far safer for us than the, the polluting of oil-based, fossil fuel-based alternatives.
1: Uh, here's a good one. I don't know if you saw this story. We we, we touched on issues of um, can a vegan sausage be called a sausage and yeah. things like that. Um, and I was just reading about this fella. Um, he's a nurse and he traded in a diet of uh, quinoa and vegan sausages for beef fat and uncooked lamb's brains, claiming raw meat has made him mighty. Now, when a year of being vegan made him fat and sluggish, instead of giving him the trim physique he wanted, Jason Carter slowly reintroduced meat and dairy and then going to the opposite extreme at the start of 2020 by devouring nothing
0: but raw meat. I had a quick look at this and uh, the guy started off uh, saying he had a classic American diet, which is basically fast food. And I think he was like 20 stone or something like that. Um, and he just ate crap, basically. And yeah. then he, he went vegan and uh, immediately started losing weight and feeling more energetic and feeling really good. But then he said he he made a mistake in that he thought that everything that was vegan was good for him and therefore he could eat as much as he liked. And he started to pick out on French fries and stuff like that and high carb food. So it's kind of no wonder his weight ballooned and he felt lethargic because he was just carb loading. So his new diet is about basically having no carbs I think the raw meat element of that is probably a distraction from, from the nature of his actual diet, which is, um, you know, one of those Atkins types diet. Um, yeah, yeah. Meat and fat, no carbs. That's what he's on. Um, and you yeah, know but raw meat, what's, what is he, a lion? What's all this about? <laughs> oh, raw but, meat, uh, man alive. I don't know, but there's a picture of him. Jumping in article, into fields. And he doesn't look in great shape. He may say he feels in great shape, but I mean, I looked at the picture and thought, yeah, I don't see that at all. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's a pretty bonkers extreme uh, diet. When all he really needed to do was to be vegan and uh, be a little bit restrictive about the carbs. Here. I mean, you know, a lot of these new vegan burgers uh, are high in saturated fats and they're heavily processed. You know, they aren't actually a lot better than the meat alternatives, except that they don't have meat in and the kind of natural carcinogens that yeah. kind of occur there. Um and so, so the point you, is you still got to shop around
1: even if you're going vegan
0: you've got to be fussy yeah you can't assume that because it's vegan it's good for you there's a lot of heavily processed vegan alternative yeah. foods out there now and, and you know we should be shunning those in in the same way and for the same reasons more or less that we shun animal products
1: and this fella jason he's got a lot of photographs of his torso I mean, i'm always suspicious of somebody who wants to stick their torso up on social media for the world to see is the, the kind of action that is so now standard in terms of what people do but 10 years ago you'd have called the authorities if you saw somebody doing this wouldn't you to call a nurse and said that my mate's taking photos of his own face and sticking sticking it onto onto the internet and now it's kind of not only encouraged but it's kind of almost compulsory
0: yeah i guess it is I guess I do a little bit of that. Not my torso, but my face is on social media sometimes. Well, yeah, but yeah. I
1: mean, there's there's, there's reasons to, to. That's not to suggest nobody should post a photograph, but the obsession with your own bits and pieces is extraordinary.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not on Instagram. I think there's a bunch of that going on there.
1: Yeah, gotta be careful what you post, of course. This stuff never goes away. <laughs> um, here's a question from Liam on Twitter: Dale, are you still donating thousands to the Labour
0: Party? I haven't done for a while. uh, But if the question is, would I, will I ever again? I mean, the answer is absolutely yes. I mean, uh, I think it's the party that we need in power. There's no doubt about that. And you look at the current government, incompetent doesn't begin to describe them, actually. And this is the party that used to have a reputation for being business like for being good with money. But oh, my God, look what they've done during this pandemic. The way they've thrown money around and wasted it uh, is quite incredible. So no, we absolutely need Labour government, and be doing whatever I can to help them get in next time. Does it bother you that it's
1: a very different flavour of Labour from uh, the last incumbent in the hot seat?
0: No, not at all. And I think this is a very good flavour of Labour, uh, if we're going to call it that. I think uh, you know Keir Starmer brings a lot of uh, a lot of gravity, a lot of intelligence uh, to to the to the issues. I mean, I think he's a he's a good communicator. Uh, he's a grown up, you know, and and. You see that very starkly against the government and um, cabinet. You know, I mean, that's that's a cabinet of talentless fools, quite frankly. But hang um, on,
1: hang on. Matt Hancock's in that cabinet, I you know. <laughs> yeah, great
0: example. great example. Give the man a break,
1: yeah. Matt Hancock. Yeah, be... lot, lot lot of variants going around about his name. I should say, talking of social media, but let's not <laughs> let's not go there. I'm um, talking of um, politicians. MPs are going to hear evidence on road safety. Um, from a campaign group that dismisses warnings about global heating and wants higher speed limits and fewer cycle lanes. Uh, okay. This is the Alliance of British Drivers. They've got a seat round the table.
0: I know, it's brilliant. And you, you've got to think, I, I certainly did when I read that, that they were just trolling. You know, they can't be serious, but I think they actually are. Uh, they do want higher speed limits and less cyclists. They're saying actually things like walking and cycling are not answers to, uh, to to the transport problem. I mean, I don't know where these guys are coming from. They're saying that pollution from cars is exaggerated. The health impacts of that is, is kind of scaremongering. Um, so, you know, these are like climate deniers on steroids, really. What do you do?
1: it's kind of incredible I read it twice I thought I'd read the story backwards or you know something I was going to say a former driving group have now come around to a different way of thinking or something like that but actually I mean the only thing you could say is they do accept that they're just a you know they don't represent a, a widely held view so at, at least they recognize their their status in the argument perhaps but yeah. I, I mean I didn't think anybody. You know, even the average car, even a black cab driver. you talk to a black cab driver and they'll say, look, you know, yeah, we need fewer cars on the road.
0: Yeah, that's just so they can get around quicker in the case of a black cab driver.
1: Yeah, but, correct. They don't want any competition out there. That's <laughs> right. Taxis own they? the
0: roads, don't they? We know that. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's extraordinary. Here's a question that comes in from Joe on Twitter. Would you ever do a zero standing charge energy tariff? Um, explain the language first, uh, if you would, Dale. What does that mean? Zero stand- Again, it goes back to the convoluted nature of understanding the terminology about energy bills. What does it mean?
0: Yeah, the energy industry is hideously complicated, but essentially a standing charge is a daily cost for being connected to the electricity or gas and gas, I should say, grid. Um, And there are, I think, 12 different regions in the country where you have a different monopoly running the the grid, and they set their own daily standing charge that they pass on to suppliers, and suppliers pass that on to customers. So it's a pass-through charge. Some suppliers say, well, we'll we'll do a zero standing charge and they recoup the money by having a higher unit price. Uh, and others just have a set of pass-through charges like the standing charge because there's a whole handful of them for using the grid. And then they have a unit rate that reflects the cost of power itself. So these are just different ways to cut the same thing and, and arrive at pretty much the same answer. Would we ever have one? I think we've toyed with the idea... Uh, we'd like to do it for simplicity's sake. Uh, there are just some kind of um, outliers for whom it uh, it can work really well for them and not so well for us um, uh, and, and vice versa. But at the moment, we're so preoccupied with other stuff. I'd say it's pretty pretty low down our agenda. But it would be nice to have a real simple situation where people just pay for the energy they use.
1: Yeah, yeah, get it. Um, and one to finish on from Matt on Facebook, but we're back to politics here. It says, How many thousands of customers did you lose after backing Remain? in the EU referendum?
0: Well, you know what? We didn't notice anything. Uh, I think if we lost any customers, we we gained at least as many. So, I mean, I, I think it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of question. What?
1: Yeah. But... Well, I hope it's tongue-in-cheek, because if it's not tongue-in-cheek, it's just absolutely stupid. It's a moronic <laughs> question, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, does anybody really, like, decide, oh, well, you know, the bloke that owns that company a voted Remain, therefore I'm going to change my my energy supply. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe some
0: people would, some extreme people would, but you know, uh, people used to say same thing about supporting labor as well. Oh, if you support labor. You're going to, you're going to lose lots of customers and that kind of stuff. But you know, we are who we are. We wear our beliefs on our sleeves here at Eco Tristy. And I take the view that if you don't like what we stand for and what we do, and, and for that reason, you don't want to be with us, you shouldn't be with us. Um, and vice versa, if you sure. do, then be with us. And you know, we want yeah. the customers with us that are properly with us. And that's what we have simple as that. Dale,
1: yeah. that's it for this episode um, We'll speak next week, have a great well, weekend.
0: Fab, thanks Tim.
1: And don't forget you can subscribe for free from your podcast provider so that you get each new episode automatically, do leave a review as well and if you want to get in touch you can email your comments and questions to zerocarbonista at ecotricity.co.uk Really important bit Make sure you follow Dale on social media that's twitter.com slash Vince, facebook.com slash dalevince
0: Zero carbon east all.